What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giant Station Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Justin Roman. I, I hope you all are having a wonderful Friday night, um, guys. Um, first of all, I hope you all had I hope you all had a wonderful weekend, uh, a wonderful week, um, um, guys. We are almost. I gotta let you guys know we are almost done. Uh, we're almost through the month of March, you know. After this, after this, after this whole next other week is over with, we are going to be in the month of April, you guys. I cannot believe that we just got through March, which we all know March is one of the slowest months out of any month you can name, you know. Um, but you know we're almost finished with the month of March, and the reason why I'm bringing this up because the draft is next month. I cannot wait. We are we are about to witness one of the biggest drafts in in the excuse me in the history of the NFL. You know, I think this is the first time, and I don't care you can believe me or not. This is going to be the first time we might witness the the most talented draft ever. And I but and I understand we still have the future. You know, we still have, you know, there's still a lot of young cats out there fighting their way to get into the combine, you know, as we go through the year 2023 and 24 and 25 and et cetera, et cetera. But you guys, you know, I really appreciate you guys, you know, like joining my podcast and stuff. And you guys have been, you guys have been so active, you know, asking me really good questions, interacting with me, you know, um, you know, even even the ones that aren't Giants fans, they still come and they, you know, they still want to uh, have a, you know, have a little talk about their teams. You know, I have no problem. And I understand this is this podcast is only about the Giants. Look, I have no I don't mind talking about another team, you know, especially the NFC East, you know. So, um, yeah, guys. Um, so you guys basically. um you guys are very interested on on my take on my case on if I wanted uh, the Giants, if they were going to go defense, if the Giants, would I, would I be comfortable if the Giants went after a cornerback or an edge rusher? Then you guys asked me which, uh, which position is more important. And I said the cornerback, just because we are in a passing game now. You know, the, you know like quarterbacks, the quarterback position, you guys, it's the most common position now in today's game. You know, like this position is mentioned in the MVP uh, uh, debate every year. You know, um, quarterbacks are talked nonstop now in today's in today's generation of football. You know, but I still, you know, but ju- but just because I picked the cor- just because I said the cornerback position is more important for the Giants doesn't mean I doesn't mean I don't want does that doesn't mean anything I still would love Kayvon Thibodeau because we don't have Lorenzo Carter and the Giants haven't addressed the you know the uh the pat the edge rusher position so I want to get Kayvon Thibodeau the Giants they have a lot of you know the Giants they have two first rounders you know in the first round they could the Giants they could do a lot. I think we might see a very interesting draft in the first round by the Giants because we all heard what Joe Shane said. He is he is open to trading up or down. 
he clearly said he he wants the best guy for him to go to sleep. You know, he's not going to go to sleep unless he drafts the right guy. I have a feeling, look at, do I mind, look at, would I love it if we get Kyle Hamilton at five? I don't mind that either. Kyle Hamilton to me could be, Kyle Hamilton to me is another Ed Reed. He can cover half of the field, you know, um, he can, uh, you know, he's a, he's very good at making sure that receivers don't catch the ball from sideline to sideline. You know, he also, he also loves attacking the offensive line. You know, so I wouldn't mind Kyle Hamilton either. Especially we got rid of Logan Ryan. Can you just imagine him and Xavier McKinney and Darnay Holmes? You know, like that's interesting to watch. And Dory Jackson. You know. But even though that I still love the defense, you know, I'm very I you know I I want Daniel Jones to succeed. And I have I don't I won't I wouldn't be shocked if the Giants go offensive tackle. So there is a good chance we might give we might not draft Hamilton we might not draft Hamilton or Thibodeau, you know? Because Joe Shane, overall, so far in the offseason, they've been focused on giving Daniel Jones help by getting Mark Lewinsky, by getting John Feluciano, by getting Matt Gano, you know. I mean, you know, this is, you know, this is what John Mira uh, was asking for, to give Daniel Jones a fair shot, you know. So that's what Joe Shane is doing for John Mira. He's doing what John Mira is asking. And I just feel like I think Daniel Jones is going to prove a lot of doubters wrong. Hey, I may be wrong. I may be right. I don't know. You know? But I'm assuming I'm going to be right because I've seen what Dan... And you, guys, you guys know I'm not a quarterback evaluator, okay? I, I, don't, I, don't watch the, I don't watch quarterback film that much, but... I watch film on my team all the time, and I know what Daniel Jones when he struggles and when he's not going to struggle. He's a pa- he's a pocket passer, you know. He's like a Nick Foles, you know. He's like a Tom Brady. He's like a Big Ben. He's going to stay in the pocket, but once pressure comes, he's either going to throw it away or he's going to sacrifice his body and run and try to get that first down. You know, Daniel Jones. He's not, you know, he's the. I mean, obviously, the only top quarterback you can compare Daniel Jones to is Josh Allen. And I think you can. I think what those two have in common, they both can run. They both can throw. I think the one difference is that Josh Allen, he's a little bit more aggressive finishing the run. You know, Daniel Jones, he doesn't do that. You know, he's not going to risk trying to hit a a linebacker. You know, he's going to slide down or run out of bounds. You know, so I, you know, but like I said, guys, this draft is talented. And I also said there might be a lot of talent. There might still be a lot of talented players going all the way down to the seventh round. So I'm curious, you know, but let's see what happens. You know, I'm going to. Uh, that that's you know that's what's so that's what's so good about bringing in a good 
GM who's seen success, you know, who definitely who definitely knows how to build up a culture the right way, you know. And I think Joe Shane is doing that, you know. But you guys wanted me to, you guys wanted me, you know, to talk about the quarterback position and looking at and you guys wanted me to make you guys wanted me to make a case on if the Giants should draft Malik Willis you know listen I'm not gonna lie you guys I think this kid coming like I've this kid coming out of Liberty I think this kid might be the best quarterback in this draft class I'm not counting out Kenny Pickett I'm not counting out Matt Corral, you know. I love Kenny Pickett, you know. You know, I think Matt Corral has some talent, you know. But Malik Willis, this kid, I was very impressed. He, he has an arm. He has a bazooka of an arm. He can throw that football, you know. But here's... I'm going to as but as much as I like this kid. Here here's why I'm going to make the case. Here's why I think the Giants should and here's why I think they shouldn't make the move on this on this quarterback. And here's why. Don't get mad at me. Like I say guys, first of all the NFL is a quarterback driven league. Events of the past few weeks, you know, have only solidified that statement, you know, over the course of the free agency period, we have seen Russell Wilson traded to, uh, to the Denver Broncos, you know, you know, we've seen Russell Wilson uh, get traded to the Denver Broncos, Carson Wentz traded to the Washington Commanders, De- uh, Deshaun Watson traded to the Cleveland Browns, and Maddie Ice, Matt Ryan traded to the Indianapolis Colts. Further, Mitchell Trubisky signed the deal to compete for the starting job in Pittsburgh with the Steelers. And Marcus Mariota, it looks like he's on his way to the NFC South. Stepping into the shoes vacated by Ryan. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady decided to return for another season. Now, look at this movement might reflect on the NFL views, this incoming class of rookies. You know, more on that in a moment. But look at as the draft approaches, ladies and gentlemen, Malik Willis, in my eyes, is perhaps like, first of all, before I even give you my opinion on this kid, this kid is clearly emerging as the top guy in this quarterback draft class on most boards, or at least the quarterback that offers the most upside, making him the option teams will be more inclined to bet on early in the draft. Now, the question now is, you guys wanted me to answer this, should the Giants be on and should the, should the Giants be in on this discussion? <sighs> I don't look at with picks at five and seven overall, the Giants are in prime position to make the move for a new quarterback. If Willis is starting them and if if this kid is staring them in the face in either spot, you guys want to know. You guys are clearly wanting to know if Joe Shane is going to go down that road. Well, let's look at both sides for the discussion. Let's talk about the case for Willis. Look at. 
at the outset, it is fair to point out that while Willis, while this kid is rising up boards, he is by no means a certainly atop the quarterback uh, draft board. But there is a trend in his direction. Thanks to mock draft database, we can, you know, we can see how we can see how coming out of the combine, Willis saw his stock edge past Kenny Pickett in mock drafts. You know, it was so close, you know, you know, because I really think and there's no surprise right there because I really feel like Kenny Pickett, you know, he has I think Kenny Pickett could be a talented starting quarterback in the NFL, you know. And also what is also evident from this trend line is how this how uh, Willis's stock began to rise during the senior bowl. Prior to that event, the Liberty passer has viewed as a fringe first round prospect creeping into the later parts of the round at best. But during, uh, but during senior bowl week, this kid showcased his arm strength and athleticism, uh, and his athleticism traits, which were on display as he practiced alongside Pickett and other quarterback Pro, uh, quarterback prospects such as Carson Strong and Desmond, Rid, uh, Desmond Ritter. By the time the Senior Bowl was in the rearview mirror, and teams were finalizing a uh, lot, you know, like uh, logistics for the combine, Willis was firmly inside the first round and chasing Pickett uh, down from behind. You know, so basically, a lot of people, just like me are still riding on the thought that Kenny Pickett could be the best quarterback in his draft class, but it's not that close from, but he's not that, uh, he's not that far away from as far away as from a, like a quarterback perspective, uh, from like, uh, like traits, like, uh, arm strength, athleticism, versatility, you know, Run, uh, being able to run the football, being able to make plays, being a, being able to juke defenders. You know, I think both quarterbacks and Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis, I think they both have that in common, you know. Now, if you're going to ask me, can a senior bowl really move the needle like this? Ask Mac Jones. Prior to the senior bowl a year ago, Mac Jones, this kid was viewed as a fringe first-round prospect, similar to Willis in that regard. But over the course of the uh, but over the course of the practices, Mac Jones emerged clearly as the best young quarterback down in uh, Mobile. You know, and almost overnight the ground shifted. Then when the San Francisco, uh, then when the uh, 49ers traded in the third spot in the draft, some analysts were convinced that the move was made with Jones in mind. You know, now if you're now you should be asking yourself when I when I tell you this right now when I just told you that you should be asking yourself could Willis ride a similar wave to the top of the could this kid ride a similar wave just like how Mac Jones did to get to the top of the board and if so should the Giants catch that wave? Look at in many ways, two events from from the past NFL seasons are shaping the landscape around the league. The first of which was the AFC Divisional Round game between the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. In that game, fans were treated to a showcase event from two of the league's best young passers. And these two young passers are going to be talked about for ages until the day we die in Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. As those two quarterbacks dazzled with their athleticism, arm talent, and ability to create on or off structure, fans of the other 
30 teams started to ask themselves this simple question. Oh, does our team have a quarterback who can do that? And if not, do we need one? That, in a nutshell, is the uh, Aller with, uh, with Willis. His ability, to, his ability to create plays like, you know, you know, like with his athleticism and arm talent are the things that you cannot coach, you know. Then you like you see throws like this and you imagine what, you know, this can unlock for a passing game, all of which leads us to the case for the Giants drafting this kid with one of those picks in the first round if the Liberty quarterback is on the board. Because after all, the question is this, are we convinced that Daniel Jones is the guy for the Giants? You know, I think he is, you know, I think Daniel Jones is better than any other rookie quarterback in this draft. I think he's better than Matt Corral. You know, I think from, I think from a, like a, from a, from a, from being a, from a mobile perspective, like, like you look at guys like Patrick Mahomes, guys like Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, guys that can move out the pocket. I see that more from, I see more of that from Daniel Jones than from, uh, than from, you know, from all these other quarterbacks. I think Daniel Jones would be much more, Daniel Jones could clearly be the third best quarterback in this draft. I think he's better than Kenny Pickett, you know. I think Will, I think the one thing that Malik Willis has that is better than Daniel Jones is on his ability to escape pressure, you know, his ability to, uh, you know, to throw the ball the way he does. But Daniel Jones, he can throw the ball too. I think Daniel Jones has an arm as well, you know. But I think this, I, don't, I just don't feel like, the Giants would go after uh, Malik Willis. And I like Malik Willis. I think this kid is going to be a great quarterback, you know. But we got, but we signed Tyrod Taylor, you know. Now, it would, now, if Tyrod Taylor was our, if Tyrod was the starting quarterback and we drafted Malik Willis, it would have made perfect sense because we probably would have used Tyrod as a bridge quarterback, just like how the Steelers might be using Mitchell Trubisky as a bridge quarterback. And they might draft, hey, the Steelers, there's a good chance the Steelers might get Kenny Pickett. You know, I don't know. But I just, it's, that's a big, that's so, but it's tough now because Daniel Jones, everyone has faith in him now because we know what he can do when he has an offensive line. You know, he's just not these, he's not, he doesn't have like what these other quarterbacks have. But like I said, guys, if you look at the past quarterbacks the Giants have had, none of them were mobile. None of them were uh, versatile. You know, they were they were there are they were average quarterbacks Eli Manning, Phil Sims, Kurt Warner. And all those guys were average. But you know what they did? They still brought us Super Bowls. You know? Daniel Jones doesn't need to be perfect. You don't need to be a perfect quarterback in New York. Obvious and that's what get and you know why they get you know why they want to be so perfect because the media get in their heads. Social media it's a it's a killer, especially when you're a, when you're a pro in, in pro sports, you know. Like so, 
that's what gets in these players' heads. You know, that's why I say, hey, if I'm Daniel Jones, I'm not listening to what anyone has to say. I'm focusing on myself and what I got and what I got to do that takes uh, from what I got to do. I'm going to do and I'm going to try to do my best to get my team to win, you know. And that's what I see from what Daniel Jones is doing. He does. He's not listening to the media. The, this kid, he's waking up five o'clock in the morning, going to the weight room and working. He's working out because he wants to play. He wants to play for the Giants. You know, so look at all of which lead, you know, look, all of this, this whole situation leads us to the case for the Giants, obviously drafting Willis with one of those picks in the first round. If the Liberty quarterback is on the board now, okay. Kind of now kind of thinking about it. Maybe the Giants draft, maybe the Giants draft Willis and maybe they uh, keep him for one year. Let's say they keep, you know, they, they keep him on the bench for one year. That, then let's say if Daniel Jones didn't get anything going and Tyrod's the quarterback and they put him and Tyrod against each other, then Willis starts that year. That's what I kind of see. Maybe that could happen. But I just, but still, I still think Daniel Jones has the traits to be a starting quarterback. It may not be with another team, but in my eyes, I think he can. And not. And I'm not saying that because I'm not saying that as a Giants fan. I'm saying that as a real sports, a guy that reads on, reads on sports and a guy that uh, can tell when a quarterback is good or not. Look, when this kid got drafted six overall in the first round, I didn't react. I wasn't mad because I I really feel like every quarterback deserves deserves a chance. Doesn't matter how low they get drafted, you know, or high or or how high they get drafted. Look at Trevor Lawrence. And I'm and obviously I think Trevor Lawrence is gonna ball out. I think Doug Peterson's gonna do a hell of a job with the Jaguars. You know? Look at Mac Jones though. This kid got drafted 15th overall. Who thought Mac Jones coming from Alabama, one of the best colleges probably in the entire uh, era of college football? This kid got drafted past top 10 in the first round. And look at this kid after he struggled a little bit in, in the beginning of the regular season. But he brought the Patriots to the playoffs. And obviously, you're going to expect him to struggle because he's a rookie. He's a rookie, you know? So, look at am I Look at Am I convinced that Daniel Jones is the guy for this franchise? It's cl- obviously what, what I've been saying is this. One way to answer that question is like this. If we're still asking that question as he enters his fourth year of his NFL career... We will know the answer. That's what I mean. You get what I'm saying? We don't. So all, what I'm really saying, if you guys really understand what I'm trying to say, don't draft a, a rookie quarterback when you don't even know what he can show on the field when he's going up against number ones. You know, number one defenders are looking to kill you for the football. We know what we have in Daniel Jones, you know, because we, you know, that's, and that's a part of good ownership. You study quarter, you study a player that you want and see what he can show in the field. And if you're fine with that, you go and get him. I just don't. I like Malik Willis, but can he can he fit Mike Kafka's offensive system? I think he can, 
but I'm still sold on Daniel Jones because he can run the football. And like I said, he may not be a Josh Allen. He, he may not be like these top playmaking quarterbacks, but I don't care. That's not what I don't care about that. I don't care how I don't care how, what your stats were in college. If you can just win me football games and at least take me to the playoffs. Oh, I hear my quarterback because you're doing what I want you to do. I you you're offering what I want to do. It's like it's like a tra- it's like you know Dan- like Danny like a giant a near Giants quarterback over the years. You know. Like, since, the, like, going, like, through the 60s and the 70s, you know, like, watching the Giants back in those days, it was like, you know, it was, it was like going to a buffet and eating, eating good food because it was so enjoying and it was so delicious to watch because everything that the Giants did back in the days was good and it was amazing because we had a great defense, we had one of the best coaches in Bill Parcells, you know, and we had quarterbacks who are average, but st- and wanted to win. And I, I understand we're not we're not in those days anymore, but defense still matters. Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm still gonna bring this up. How did the Cincinnati Bengals win to the Super Bowl? And I'm not trying to cut out Joe Burrow's work ethic with Jamar Chase, but. The real reason why the Bengals went so far was because of that defense and that secondary showing up. And how they and Joe that was most of the Bengals winning games. But little bits of it was Joe Burrow showing up when he needed to. And he did that. That's who the that's who if you're a Giants fan, you have to say that defense wins championships because defense have been winning us championships for years. How did we beat Tom Brady twice? The defense. How did we uh and and you know how we finished and killed Brady off? Eli Manning's clutch plays. The ones to Will Tyree when he made that famous helmet catch. And that beautiful sideline catch by Mario Manningham. That is why you need defense. You know? That is why. So look it. In this league, look it. I understand. You either have the quarterback or you move heaven and earth to get him. If the Giants, look it. If the Giants are not convinced that Daniel Jones is the answer, and with the new head coach and general manager, that is a possibility. Then you try and add him by whatever means necessary. The first order of business for Joe Shane was to free up some cap space, which uh, likely precluded a more aggressive move in free agency to address the quarterback position. But holding a pair of picks inside the top 10 of the draft gives this Giants team a chance to add the top quarterback in the draft. You know, given where the game is trending at the position, that is why I'm bringing that up. With an, eff- with an emphasis, emphasis on athleticism, arm talent, and the ability to fix things when everything breaks down, the, breaks down in the pocket, you know, when everything breaks down in the pocket, I mean, either doing so mentally or physically, this kid could be the answer to the Giants quarterback questions. 
But do we know? No, because we don't know what we have in Daniel Jones yet. We don't. We know little. The only for the first two years, we know that Daniel Jones he has a tough time holding on to the football. And in his third year, he fixed on it. A li- he fixed on that a little bit. You know why? Because he couldn't fix it. He couldn't fix it overall because the Giants' offensive line was horrible. It was either Andrew Thomas or no one, and guys weren't showing up, and they weren't healthy. Even when they were healthy, they wouldn't show up on the football field. You know. So, all I'm saying is that. Could this kid be the uh, answer to this uh, to this organization? Yes, you know. But <laughs> what do we have in Daniel Jones? Give him a good off. Give him a good offensive line. Making sure, make sure those receivers are healthy. Give him time to make plays. Give him a good play caller, which I do think we have in my Kafka. Let's see what happens. That's all I gotta say. So we, I would love it if we get Willis. So I'm kind of seeing if the Giants do draft him, <laughs> that'll be great. But I don't think they're gonna start him. I think they'll probably bench him for one year. I think they'll probably do what the Chiefs did, you know, with Patrick Mahomes and Alex Smith, where they benched uh, Mahomes for at least uh, one to two years, and they let him learn the position. And Alex Smith wasn't he wasn't doing that good, and they got rid of him. They started Mahomes, and Mahomes he took this he took that franchise to win a Super Bowl. So that's what I kind of see. That's what I kind of uh, see it when if they do draft this kid, you know. Um, but we don't, we, you know, this kid could be the answer to the Giants quarterback questions. But we we don't know what we have in Daniel Jones yet. So, and another thing I gotta say, you know, one of the comparisons being drawn regarding Willis is after all, Josh Allen. When you know when Allen was coming out of Wyoming, Allen was viewed with a healthy dose of a uh, skeptic, uh, skept, you know, like skeptics by evaluators. You know, a lot of people didn't didn't know what uh, they're getting in Josh Allen. You know, even myself included. You know, it, it looked like it looked like this. I look, it looked like this guy had a long way to go if he was going to reach his potential at the next level, and many thought it would never happen. It did. Thanks in part to Brian Dayball, who is now in New York. He's the new head coach and trusted with the development of Jones. But obviously, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people are asking because some people are most people are comparing this kid to Josh Allen. So a lot of people, most of you guys were asking me, could he work a similar magic with Willis? And would that be a factor in moving New York's decision in a few weeks? All I got to say for those questions and this whole case, look, we are in the middle of another offseason. Wondering either this, either Daniel Jones is the answer. And either he'll take that necessary step forward for this franchise to get to where they need to be as an offense. We can continue to wonder or we can see New York make the move to get the guy. If Willis is there... That is why you draft him. You know? And so, another case. I got another case for you guys. Patience. And here's why I'm bringing this up. A few moments ago, 
I referenced one of the two uh, seismic events that, in my opinion, have shaped this NFL offseason. The first was that divisional round game, that that divisional round game between the Bills and the Chiefs, that left fans wondering if their teams, if their teams had that kind of quarterback already in the fold. Yet something else happened a few weeks later. The Rams won the Super Bowl. Look at this is look at this too look at this too has shaped the NFL offseason. If you're gonna ask me how, well, ladies and gentlemen, here's how. Because it illustrates another trend we are seeing with respect to roster construction. A shift towards valuing established talent over incoming rookies and draft picks. The NFL draft and the corresponding draft evaluation process is an inexact science at best. Armed with all the information imaginable, teams still get things wrong. The Rams and general manager... Lee Snead decided to move in a different uh, direction, and while it is likely we uh, will see the release of, you know, of Elder uh, Scrolls before the Rams pick in the first round again, they have a Lombardi Trophy to show for their efforts. Now apply this framework to the to the uh, to the uh, decision facing the Giants. We are discussing. Yes, look at the ceiling of Willis is intriguing, and perhaps to develop. You know, and perhaps he de- he develops into the type of quarterback that had fans mesmerized during that divisional round game. But what are those odds? 10%? 15 Let's be even more positive and say that in Dayball's head, there is a 35% chance that he can get Willis to where he needs to be as a passer, given his previous work with Allen, you know? Now, if you're going to ask me, is that a bet you are placing with one of those first round selections? I mean, look at perhaps given the importance of the position again, as we just outlined, either you have the guy or you are looking for him or perhaps the fact that you would be passing on a prospect with a better chance of succeeding in the NFL and at other important positions such as offensive line, such as pass rusher, such as cornerback gives you a pause because the Giants are in a position to add two top flight players with those picks at positions that, while not quarterback, are still critically important in today's NFL. New York could emerge with one of the top corners or one of the top pass rushers or maybe or maybe even one of maybe even one of the top tackles. I would be surprised if we get Evan Neal from Alabama. Hell, you um, can you even imagine the Giants having Evan Neal on one side and Andrew Thomas on the other? That is like that's like a Quentin Nelson and hell, a Andrew Whitworth comparison. Hell, you know. <laughs> Look at. Imagine like waking up the morning after the first round and seeing the headlines about Sauce Gardner or Evan Neal, or Kayvon Thibodeau, or any of the top players at those positions. I'm telling you guys, like, this might be a good place to be if you're a Giants fan. Then there is this. The rise of Willis towards the top of the draft might make that fifth overall selection a prime trading spot. After all, 
let's not forget about other teams like the Carolina Panthers who need a quarterback. And they sit at six overall. Then there are teams like the Atlanta Falcons at eight overall who need a quarterback. The Seattle Seahawks. I don't know about Drew Locke. He's I don't know what I don't know about Drew Locke. He didn't he he didn't impress me when he was starting quarterback for the Broncos. The Seahawks need a quarterback at ninth, ninth overall. Two other teams we expect to be in the quarterback's market. If a team loves Willis, they might need to get to five to be sure they can draft him. That's why I feel like Joe Shane might trade down. You know, of course that could change. But five could be a prime spot for a trade. You know, so look at this is a, this is a scenario that I, that I discussed with our fearless leader at the combine. If you are going to give Daniel Jones another year, you know, to develop under Dayball's guidance, and I'm not talking about I'm not ta- I'm not talking about fearless leader at the combine. I was talking to one of my pals from school, who is who is very close to uh, keeps his eye close on the combine. You know. Because you never know what player you're looking at, you know. Once you know, you know. Look at if you're go- look at if you're going to give Daniel Jones another year, which I am expecting to develop under Dayball's guidance, finding a way to add a future first round selection in a trade back is perhaps the perfect catch. Then, if Jones fails to improve, you have the draft capital in 2023 to get to the top of the board for a CJ Stroud or a Bryce Young or a Phil uh, um, or a Phil uh, Jerkovic or a Will Lev- or Will Levi or any quarterback that emerges over the next college football season. So imagine this. So imagine this hypothetical: the Giants trade down to nine from five, and the Seahawks come up with. They come up and draft Willis. New York adds a, 20, a 2023 third round pick, first round pick, and Seattle's first round selection, which is 72 overall. Which uh, you look at, you emerge still having a pair of top 10 selections, and that first and next year's draft giving you the hedge on Jones. You know, look at and while we look at while we're thinking right now about using picks to address quarterbacks quarterbacks for next year. You could also imagine a scenario where the Giants follow the Rams model using the additional first-round selections as part of a trade for the established veteran quarterback following that path to uh, to success. During his podium session at the Combine, uh, Howie Roseman, the GM for the Eagles, talked about the opportunity the Eagles uh, have in this draft. With three picks in the first round, Philadelphia has a huge chance to improve the roster. As Roseman outlined, the draft is, as discussed, an inexact science. But the more bites at the apple you have, the better your chances at hitting on some of those picks. And more likely, you are, you are to walk away from the draft with a truly improved roster. Roster. Look at with Jones in place, the Giants have the chance to remain patient and add two top talents, you know, taking advantage of those bites at the apple, you know, at other important positions of need. If they can look, if they can find a way to slide back a bit, add future draft capital, give them more bites in the future, that is also a scenario worth exploring. But with Daniel Jones in place, they have look at the Giants have time. 
and a window to add at other critical positions and walking out of the first round with top two talents at other at other important spots would be a win for this franchise. Now, here's my final thoughts on this whole situation. Look at, I mean, don't get mad at me, you guys. Look at, this is one of those, this right here is one of those moments where I am so thankful to do what I do for a living. I get, you know, I get to talk about football, you know, and I am currently doing, you know, I I am currently doing so, you know, from, you know, the comfort of my home while, you know, wearing sweatpants and drinking a, de- a delightful, uh, you know, um, any type of drink, I don't know, um, a lemonade, you can say, you know, very quite tasty. And if the wonderful people, you know, around me are looking for anyone to promote uh, their fantastic product podcast, you can say they know where to find me. You know, beyond that, any decisions I make are just theatrical. My ability to pay the, uh, the mortgage, you know, I'm <laughs> not the mortgage. My ability to play, you know, um, this game, to learn about the game, to watch the game. You know, it's very, uh, it's very interesting, you know, and it's very fun to learn, you know, like that is that too, you know, right there is a reason I'm thankful to do what I do for a living because after all my own like evaluation history for this sport has some hits and some misses, likely more of the latter at this point. What I'm really trying to say is that everything I say is not right. I'm, you know, I'm not perfect. You know, I'm a regular human being just like you are. You know, I'm not going to, everything I say might not happen, you know, but I'm giving you what I think. And you can't disrespect anyone's opinion. What they think, you got to go with it, you know. Look, I'm just, look, I'm just, I'm just glad I am not in Joe Shane's position as a draft, as the draft approaches, you know, but I'm just, I'm loving what he's doing, you know, because there are strong cases to be made for either path. If this, if Joe Shane feels that same uncertainty about Daniel Jones in this future, and if Dayball is similar, if and if Dayball is similarly uncertain about his ability to get Jones where he needs to be, then the Giants clearly don't have the guy, you know, that they want. Then if you are going to take a swing at drafting the guy in this year's draft, well, it's at five or seven, it's the play. But if you think that as an organization, you can get Daniel Jones where he needs to be. And with a head coach who brings a record of quarterback development in the fold, you really might think that is a strong possibility. Then improving at two other critical positions is a great opportunity. If it were me, that is the option I would pursue. But my job nor my ability to purchase more de- you know, delightful uh, lemonade drinks that I literally enjoy every day is not on the line. You know, so that's all I got to say about that. So this is, you know, I really, so that's my case. Willis, should the Giants draft Willis? Yeah, I think they will. Just in case if Daniel Jones 
does not give us what we want. That's why. So yeah. It's either a do or die season. Anyways, that's all I have for you guys today. Thanks all you guys for asking me that question. And yeah, I'll be doing another one tomorrow. And yeah, guys, it's the just it's the Giants H podcast, your boy Justin Roman, and I'm out. Peace.